Previously on Quest for Adventure. Cyril, when Cecil appears next to the portal and falls through, the creature swipes his hand upward and it disappears. Questing's all we know and it's all we'll ever have. We'll never live a life of normalcy. Don't you feel too sorry cause it's really not so Everybody and welcome to episode uh, I don't really know thirty six or maybe thirty six and a half something like that of Quest for Adventure, the only podcast where you get to hear four cool guys. Except today it'll be two. Have some D and D fun times. I'm Caleb. I'm Bobby. And I'm David. And I'm Spencer. <laughs> I think we could probably do this just you and me. I think it's better. Yeah, I like it more. So we had some difficulties last week, so this week's just going to be me and Spencer doing our own little thing. We can say whatever we want about uh, David and Bobby, though, because they're not here. Caleb, how you doing? I'm doing well. We we will be playing uh, an adventure, a Dungeons & Dragons adventure, but I was wondering what you did this week, Spencer. Uh, well, there's no David here to <laughs> set the bar really high for uh-huh. me. I, well, the new Destiny stuff came out, so I've been doing that, but that's really boring to talk about honestly um i <laughs> we'll, in, let, we'll let david talk about that next week yeah uh <laughs> in cooler news i've never played it before so i started final fantasy 7 oh i got all the way to the train notoriously oh so you've never really played it much either <laughs> right i was gonna I, say i haven't played much and i'm past the train <laughs> right i got to where it looks really good and then those cubes that are the people jump off the train and 13-year-old Caleb was not into that. You're at that train. So you press start. Like, you did not play. <laughs> right. I named, I may have named my character. I don't know if that happens before or after the train. I think it's after. I think the train is, like, before you can even move. <laughs> so. Well, I got there. Yeah. but It was, good, it was of, good up until that point. I just could not take it. It's, man, <laughs> like... You hear so much about that game, it gets hyped a lot. Yeah. And so it was weird to see for the first time the character models. <laughs> yeah. Like, the cloud basically just has, like, two hams for arms. <laughs> yeah. Not even not even hams. Like, rock. he's like rock yeah. candy, man. Like, oh, man, look at look at that bag of polygons over there. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to be him. That's going to be great. He's <laughs> like, you put Legos in a really tiny stocking. Right. <laughs> That's him. Welcome to Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. The remake, they want to stay really true to the original. But, uh, like, for Xbox One and stuff, it's going to be Mega Blocks. Actually, <laughs> right. not just not just Legos and rock candy. Well, they, you can't you can't have uh, Final Fantasy and Legos in the same IP. But yeah, that's what I did. What did you do this week, Caleb? Not a lot. I worked on uh, my Sega Genesis. I, I got a Sega Genesis at a, a flea market like three years ago, and I've never gotten it to work. But it comes with a Sega CD and a 32X. So it's like you have the Genesis. So it's just like a, a Nintendo, but it's black. You with me so far? Yeah. And then the Sega CD is like this, uh, like fat undercarriage slash Siamese twin that you attach to it. Okay. Um, and then the the 32X is like a really ugly top hat you put on it. So what is it? Does it allow it to play more games, or like what does it do? <laughs> it does. It's basically like a an upgrade, okay. but it's a physical upgrade that just shoves into the <laughs> game hole. Just shove it right in your game hole, and <laughs> yeah. you'll be able to play all kinds of stuff. I think that was their slogan: 32X. That's awesome. So you're like fixing it? Yeah, it the capacitors were bad on it, like these little little electronic components. So I just replaced all those. Oh, okay. And now it's working. Is it tough to find parts for that sort of thing? Or um, no, you can use new parts basically. Oh, okay. so they should last basically forever because ins- instead of using crappy 1980s ones, they have a nice new future. Right. <laughs> you're you're basically perfecting this. You are <laughs> right. just fixing it. Sort you're of making a, a it. Island of Doctor Moreau, but with Sega Genesis. <laughs> 
This is your Franken. You're Frankenstein. This is your Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> I like the Doctor Moreau and Frankenstein were definitely not trying to perfect human no, humanity. Not, <laughs> not even the slightest. But they are cultural touch points, and so we can definitely reference them. <laughs> what What do you think? What's your combination? For perfect organism of celebrity and animal. Celebrity and animal. Here's some examples. Uh, Ron Perlman and Hyena from The Island of Dr. Moreau. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, stick with me here. Okay. I'm going to go along the same theme as you. Whoopi Goldberg and Hyena. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. We, we yes. already know it works, too. Right. It's been tested. <laughs> Kid tested. Mom approved, actually. <laughs> Uh, well, Spencer, are you ready for some Dungeons and Dragons? Woo! Yeah, I am. It's just me, so this is weirder to yell at at this part. Woo! <laughs> Let's go! Cyril! Yes? It's been 50 years since you escaped the nightmare world. Uh, it is only a distant memory. One of many, in fact. You wake up and make your way into the bathroom. You pass by the black tuxedo you've laid out for yourself. When you approach your mirror, you look at your wrinkled face. What, what kind of facial hair are you rocking these days, Cyril? Uh, I've got some pretty big sideburns. <laughs> like, they go out further than the hair on the side of my head. Do you have... Uh, okay, so you do have hair on the side of your head as well. It's not just giant sideburns. Yeah, that's not all my hair. <laughs> Although that is a pretty good idea. We'll workshop that. As you stand in front of the toilet, uh, trying to get your prostate to cooperate with you, you hear a knock at the door. What do you do, Cyril? Come in. <laughs> Classic. Just, just kidding. Don't do that. Who is it? <laughs> Occupied. Uh, Mr. Evil Bond? Yes. I'm here to pick you up. I'm a little busy. Uh, can you wait in the foyer? Yeah. All right. Are you still there? Yeah. Go. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> okay. I'll be. I'll wait outside. And he, you hear the door close. All right. <laughs> Just you and me. <laughs> Just you and me. Prostate. <laughs> Prostate. Dan. <laughs> Man, Pokemon Sun and Moon are looking really good. <laughs> a lot of prostate battles. <laughs> All right, you you finish getting ready, and you are dressed in your tuxedo, and you step out the door to see the a scrawny human teenager. He has this scraggly red hair, and he's wearing a coachman's outfit. Oh, good morning, Mister Evil Bond. Good morning. Uh, remind me of your name. Oh, Looper. Good morning, Looper. Oh, good How morning. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Have you been working on those vocal exercises that we were talking about? Oh, yeah. Me, right. me, me. That's pretty good. A little selfish so far. Keep working on it. <laughs> All right. You see that there is a uh, relatively fancy looking coach uh, waiting at the end of your driveway, and he sort of gestures you over to it. All right. I go ahead and step inside. All right. He opens the door for you, and you step inside. You see that there are two faces looking back at you. One of them is a female halfling with blonde hair, and then across from her, you see a young boy, also a halfling. Uh, they're both wearing black. The woman looks at you with a smile. Good morning, Poopa. The young boy looks up at you inquisitively, and then the, the woman speaks again. Archie, this is your great-grandfather, Poopa. And then uh, the, the boy sticks out his hand. Hello, sir. It's good to meet you. Alright, I stick out my hand, and then I do that thing where, like, you run up their arm with your hand, like, <laughs> With your body? No, no, with <laughs> oh, your Sh hand. Shadow of the Colossus, him. Yeah. <laughs> you stick a sword in his glowing spot. <laughs> Whoa, easy. You stick it in his game hole. This is gonna be an explicit tag on iTunes for sure. <laughs> okay, what do you do with your fingers, right? Little, yeah, yeah. Like, little finger man walk. Okay. And then I kind of tussle his hair at the end. Alright, he looks creeped out. <laughs> 
Great. <laughs> nice to meet you, Archie. <laughs> All right. After a moment of awkward silence, uh, you you uh, take a seat. You just sit next to Archie or the woman. I sit next to her. That kid rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> he rubbed you the wrong way. <laughs> the coach begins to travel. Um, on the way, Archie pulls out a coloring book and begins to color. It's a picture of someone that looks very familiar. You glance over at the coloring book, and it appears to be a picture of Grayson mounting himself on a, a prismatic dragon, which you Ooh. pretty sure never happened. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure. What you got there, Archie? Oh, it's just a coloring book. What you coloring? Uh, he, he lifts the coloring book to show you the cover of it, and it's called Grayson's Great Journey. Pretty cool. I know a thing or two about that, but you probably wouldn't be interested. Well, what do you mean? Well, can't go into a lot of details, but uh, had some pretty big adventures, too. Uh, he looks to his mother, and she nods. Like what? You feel like, should I be doing like a character voice? Well, you know. <laughs> I, I feel like Cyril would take care of himself. Yeah. Or at least his voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so, to take care of himself too much. It's just steroids and liposuction. <laughs> Quest for Adventure got really avant-garde. The most recent episode is just the DM and grunting. <laughs> it's really good, actually. <laughs> not, not enough Matt hate, though. Um, I, yeah, and I'm talking to him again, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I went on a lot of adventures. Uh, you know, Grayson was actually on a few of them. Well, what was he like? He, well, my memory's not what it used to be, but he was as tall as the day is long. <laughs> And as long as the day is tall, they would say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, his mother sort of punches you in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> my ribs shatter with my old age. <laughs> that's that's an old adventurer's joke. But he he got me out it. of... <laughs> Don't worry about it, kid. You'll get it if you're an adventurer someday. <laughs> but yeah, he was, he was a good guy. But, you know, as much of a hero as he was, he was always a friend first. Wow. All yeah, right. the, the, the coach begins to continue to travel. Um, you make your way into the ivory wood. Um, the trees begin to get thicker and thicker and taller as you head into a secluded area of the glass forest. Ooh. Uh, Archie looks up at you. Well, did you ever fight a dragon? Did we ever fight a dragon? No, we did not fight a dragon. We oh. fought a load of dragons, Archie. Wow! <laughs> Have you ever heard of an ice dragon? Yeah! He flips through his coloring book and points at an ice dragon he has drawn. Alright, you see, like, I grabbed the coloring book from him. You see right there between his toes? <laughs> he squints. I guess! You see that? That's a thumbs up. That's your old poopa. Wow! Mm-hmm. Poopa between the toes! <laughs> Are you writing that down for my secret Ep- password? Ep- yeah, it's the episode title right there. <laughs> poopa between the toes. <laughs> All right. As you approach, uh, yeah. As you as you approach this secluded area of the glass forest, uh, you start to see these a gathering of people. It is a small ceremony, and uh, just as you climb out of the coach and approach, the ceremony begins. You see that there are several seats uh, surrounding the lectern, the place where the, the speeches will be given. And on the opposite side, you see uh, Cecil Oakleaf, who gives you a friendly nod. I wave at him. You see that he he's holding the hand of two small children, also gnomes. One in each hand or both in one hand? <laughs> both in one hand. <laughs> he's like dragging them along. <laughs> he's swinging them above his head like a <laughs> lasso. <laughs> and then he gives you a knowing, a friendly nod. <laughs> uh, as you look at the stage, you see pictures of Gerard on, on his many adventures. Uh, when he visited the Shattered Peaks, when he visited the Frozen Ocean, and, of course, his favorite place, the Glass Forest. The ceremony continues as friends of his speak about Gerard. And then, finally, the priest asks if anyone would like to say something before they spread the ashes. Uh, I raise a hand slowly. All right. He, he gives you a nod and steps steps away from the lectern. And I, I step up. And part of me wants to do, like, the, the Gene Wilder... You know, fake fall, <laughs> right. then roll out of it and stand up. How does how does that manifest uh, physically? Do you like start to fall and then you don't <laughs> start to fall and then I look back at the audience, give him a finger, like eh, you, you give him a finger. No, I give him. 
<laughs> you you start to walk up there and do a front flip and you give the audience a finger. <laughs> the classic Gene right. Wilder. Nice little. <laughs> my favorite part of <laughs> when they walk in the chocolate factory was definitely the double bird that he gave the kids. <laughs> yeah, I like that part where uh, he takes them through that tunnel and there's just swastikas everywhere. <laughs> Man, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> Chocolate factories and movies. <laughs> All right, so what what actually happens? <laughs> yeah, I guess I just approach the the lectern there. Nah, I look out at everybody. Do I do I see anybody I didn't notice before? Um, you do not. All right. You see you see some familiar faces, but no one the audience knows. Okay, so no like DJ Scratch and Sniff. No, he's probably he probably died a long time ago. <laughs> like <laughs> he, maybe when you, in when the you show. burn that bright, you're gonna. Yeah. So what about Grayson? Uh, he passed away quite a while ago. <sighs> oh, brutal. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's human. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So I I'm thinking about that while I'm up there. You know, kind of kind of gulping back a tear or two. Uh. Gulping back. <laughs> Gulping back. I'm drinking them. They are, yeah, they're falling out of my eyes, but I catch them <laughs> in my mouth. A cereal special for sure. Uh, J-Rod was more than just some guy I met in the woods <laughs> that really didn't like me at first, probably. Um, and he was he was more than, you know, some, some guy that followed me around sometimes too, or made me feel bad about not sitting with him one time. He was someone who was always there. He was dependable. He was someone who really cared, and that was a hard thing to find. But most importantly, he he was a plumber, <laughs> and a lot of people forget that. But that's a thing. It's <laughs> a thing. So, uh, I mean, there are no good words for time like this. All we can do is just live in his memory. Thank, thank you, everyone. All right. You see that the whole audience is deeply moved. You just know Cecil's fighting back tears as he lassoes those children from his head. <laughs> Swinging them. The air from them lifting him a few inches off of his seat. <laughs> the priest steps back up to the lectern. He pushes you out of the way. And then he asks if anyone else would like to speak. And then he is going to take the urn. He opens the jar of ashes and they are lifted into the glimmering light of the glass trees and they disappear. The priest nods and then everyone begins to gather their belongings. You see that uh, those gnomish children are playfully pulling at Cecil's arms. It seems like he wanted to come talk to you, but they're sort of pulling him away, so he gives you a big wave and a smile. I nodded him knowingly now. <laughs> I know that poopa life. Uh, your granddaughter, she rubs your back and gives you a hug. Um, and then you take a moment to look at the photos of Drod as the crowd begins to leave. After looking at them for a moment, you turn around. Most of the audience is gone, and you see a beautiful woman in the crowd. Um, someone you haven't seen in ages. She has a long gray braid over her shoulder, and the sparkling light of the glass trees light up her eyes. Hello, Cyril. Uh, hey. All right, she stands up. You see that her hooves are sort of decorated in this black macrame, and she greets you with a warm hug. I, I don't have a mental image for macrame right offhand, so I'm assuming they're bedazzled. <laughs> yes, they're black studded bedazzled. Classy. <laughs> Just sequins all over. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm I'm kind of taken aback by the suddenness of the hug, I guess. Okay. Uh, ha how are you? I'm good. It's been a long time. Yeah, pretty long. It's never good to see people at things like this, even though it is, I guess. I don't, I don't know. She nods. You look good. Well, some things never change. <laughs> she laughs. <laughs> uh, ha how have you been? Good. I've been good. Good. Um, I was wondering if <sighs> maybe... Uh, I could steal you away from your family for a while. Maybe go grab a bite to eat. Uh, are my family anywhere near me? Like, I look around, are they? Uh, yes. They, your your granddaughter's sort of looking at you from a distance, smiling. Did she hear any of that or no? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I, I kind of give her a look like, all right, you know, back off. Grand, granddad's laying some game down. <laughs> laying some game down. <laughs> po Poopa's really, Poopa's got to sink this one. <laughs> Poopa needs this. Poopa's prepping the old game hole. <laughs> prepping the old game hole to get sunk. S sink it right in the game hole. <laughs> <laughs> you turn around, look at your granddaughter in the eyes and say, I'm going to sink it right in my game hole. <laughs> I'm going to sink just like yelling at her. <laughs> so yeah, I'd kind of give her a nod like, hey, I'm going with old petite here. She gives you a little wave. Archie also waves at you. I give him finger guns. All right, he gives them back to you. All right, I take those and I put them in my pocket. <laughs> he does the same. That's but then our he, thing. He keeps his hand over just in case you pull him back out. 
Whew, that's a cool kid. <laughs> you and Petite uh, make your way to a local restaurant, sort of a small diner, um, and you, you take a seat. There's a band playing, and she, she asks you, so what have you been doing all these years? Would you believe if I told you it's all been a blur and I don't really remember it all? <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. Nah, it's been normal stuff, you know, just being a poopa. Yeah, I heard. I'm sorry about your wife. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know things like that happen whenever you live to be an obscenely old age. <laughs> so how did you know Gerard? Oh man, uh. Well, you you remember when things got a little tumultuous, and we... She nods. Not sure what that word means, (laughs) but like she does. (laughs) Things got a little bad, and we left the continent, and he was actually, like, the first person I met there. So, he was, I don't know, it was weird. He was a slice of normal whenever everything else is kind of (laughs) crazy. She laughs uh, knowingly. She agrees. Yep, he he was a good guy. Well, how, how did you know him? We both worked in at the conservation in the Ivory Wood. Huh. All right. I'll have to ask him how we... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, the band, does, the band is not uh, catering to your your theme of your conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the band plays the, uh, the like, little sting from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Boom, boom, boom. So... What what have you been doing all these years? Oh, uh, working odd jobs, just trying to find, just trying to make it. I was married for a while, but that didn't work out. Anybody I know? No, just some jerk. Bill. <laughs> no, no, no. The last I heard of Bill, he was some kind of spokesperson for Elvish wine. So, yeah, that's kind of the theme. Some t- things never change, I guess. <laughs> she also laughs. That Along with me. job. Yeah, the Parcheesi <laughs> job didn't really pan out, I guess. <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the waiter comes over and asks for your order. Pie. All right, one pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll have the steak and one steak. And could we possibly, is this the sort of place you can bev out? <laughs> oh, can you? Yes. Two bevs, please. Two bevs. <laughs> I like the idea of him holding the notepad like really far away and squinting and <laughs> writing things really slowly with a pen. The smallest golf pen. <laughs> the waiter leaves and then uh, Petite gets up and then she walks over to the band. You see that she whispers in one of the band members' ears. Uh, they kind of give her a funny look and then she nods. Uh, and then you, you hear them begin to play. Sunday, Monday, happy days. <laughs> and Petite uh, gestures her, her hand towards you. <laughs> All right, I place my hand in hers. <laughs> All right, she, she lifts you out of the seat and, and starts to slowly dance with you. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. <laughs> These days are ours. All right, she begins to pull you closely <laughs> as she as you dance. Uh, and Cyril, your breath is taken away. Literally. She's, she's strangling a- me. Yeah. You attempt to take a breath, and it's as if you are breathing in a vacuum. You're unable to take in any air, and then you start to feel lightheaded. Uh, Petite looks at you worried. Cyril? And then the room starts to spin, and you feel a burning in your chest. You're now laying on the ground. Uh, you feel Petite squeezing your hand and shouting, uh, You can't, but you can't hear what she's saying. And then you feel someone pull at your head violently. Uh, you feel two, two arms pulling you across the ground, and you look up and see that there are two large, demented bunnies dragging you under your arms. You see in front of you a large creature made of black mist, and it appears to be slumped over on its side, its arm outstretched above its head. Uh, the dust bunnies drag a child over towards it and connect the child by the head to the long tentacle-like appendage coming from the creature's head. And then you are thrown into a cage, and it's locked. In the cage next to you is Tamo. Uh, the dust bunny looks at both of you from outside of the cell, and he sort of sits on this stool. Cyril? Are you okay? Uh, <laughs> I, no? Is that a good answer? Just no. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. Thanks. So, any... 
He sort of pinches off a, a piece of bread and hands it to you. I take it and start eating. All right. As he as he reaches across the, between the two cells, the bunny gets up. Then he sort of drops the bread into your side of the cell. All right, I'd grab it really quick before the bunny can do anything. Hey, Cyril, thanks, thanks for staying. A lot of people come through here, but nobody ever stays. So thanks. Yeah, don't mention it. All right, Tomo sticks out his hand to shake it, to shake your hand. I reach out to shake his too. You feel that there is this sort of pricking in his hand, and he sort of stares into your eyes as he holds your hand firmly. Oh gosh, man. <laughs> All right, I pull my hand back and look at it. All right, would you give me a sleight of hand? Okay, uh, 22. All right, with a 22, you are able to discreetly and swiftly pull the object out of Tamo's hand, and you see that it is sort of this rusted old bobby pin. <laughs> oh, I thought he was, like, killing me or something. I just assume <laughs> everyone's killing me. <laughs> no! All right, um, yeah. Yeah, I got it. So can I kind of survey really quick? Because if I try to, like, bust out of here... Then right. it, you know, it, it gets going hardcore. It sure does. It gets yeah. going hard. Hard. To the core. Yeah. Right in the game hole. Right in the game hole. That's the theme. <laughs> right in the game hole. Poopa between the toes. Poopa <laughs> between the toes. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Can you set the scene for me? Like, what, what sure. am I looking at? So, there are two aisles of cells, or two rows of cells in an aisle. So, your back is against a wall, but the rest of the cell is open as far as uh, letting air through. Made of steel bars. Across from you, there are some children, and beside you, there are children. At the end of the hall is the creature, sort of slumped over, uh, not looking well. And there are about three of the dust bunnies, sort of just keeping guard. So the dust bunnies, are they facing toward us? Like, if I made a move, would they see me? Um, one of them is right between... Well, it's right next to you and Tamo, but he's not looking towards you. He's sort of looking over several children and you at the same time. Okay. So right. sitting on a stool, looking looking towards the creature, not necessarily towards the cells. So I, I let, like, I nod at Tomo and, you know, like, pump my fist, I got it. Um, and <laughs> okay. it's much less awkward because it happens really quickly, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> than me just explaining it. Um, so I start to fiddle with the lock, but I, I try to do so stealthily. Okay. It is a 20, a perfect 20, not a natural 20. All right. You are able to approach the lock. And start to work on it stealthily, that being seen. Okay, so once I know I have it unlocked... Um, was, that, was that your... You still have to get a sleight of hand to actually unlock it. Ooh, that's a seven. <laughs> All right, with the seven, you are unable to unlock it. But you have not broken the rusty bobby pin. All right, guess I'll try this thing again and hope it goes better. <laughs> and it does, 21. All right, now give me a stealth check for the second attempt as well. 21 as well. So you're able to silently open the lock all sort right of a uh kind of a crude cast iron lock now um the way these aisles are facing like are they in such a way where all the gates are facing one you know middle lane correct okay cool that's what i thought and you probably mentioned this a second ago but like is everyone filled or i'm under the impression there aren't many left that are filled um it's about about half of them okay but several of them are attached to the creature I was going to say, like, with that little I know about the creature, like, it's feeding off of these kids and their, their creativity, um, I guess. <laughs> was, that, was, so, that, was that me? That's my Oh, creativity. their creativity. I make lore. <laughs> <laughs> lore master. Um, <laughs> that's your new character name. Congrats. <laughs> so, are, like, the kids really in bad shape? Or? The kid, yeah, the kids are also in bad shape. They are okay. thin, malnourished. Not a good scene. Yeah, not great. Um, Well, then I, man, I know what I want to do here, because in a deleted scene, I've gotten to do a lot of my thinking about this, (laughs) where it seems like, A, I'm going to talk through it again for it to make sense. Uh, Cyril has no idea what this is, and neither do I fully what this dude is. I know that it's holding all these kids hostage, and that's pretty bad. Uh Uh-huh. And so I just got to end it. I think. You gotta kill yourself? I gotta end it all, yeah. <laughs> so I think the only thing, it's like, it's like you know, you got so much to do, so you take a right. nap. Right. It's one of those. <laughs> it's like a really extreme version It's of actually that. a really not trivial and really sad <laughs> and scary and intense version of that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna open the gate and like step out of it, still trying to be kind of stealthy. I mean, I know they're gonna see me, but uh-huh. trying to wait, make that the last thing that happens. So I'm gonna start approaching 
where the black thing is. You are right next to the dust bunny, so you start walking towards it, you'll walk in its line of sight. Okay. Um, so is there any way to, I'm assuming that these cages, like the tentacles from the thing are coming out of the backside, like not where the gate, you know, door is on the cages. Right. Is there any way to go around that way and like, you know, be slicing these as I go sort of thing or? Um, they're actually just attached to him at the end of the, the hallway. So all the the children are actually sort of lying on the ground next to him. Okay. At the end of the hallway. All right. Well, then, yeah, I'm going to do that and just start heading that way. Okay. that Yeah, that will be in front of the Dust Bunny? Yeah. What is your plan to do with him? Um, I'm going to use Hypnotic Pattern. Okay. Uh, so that's the one where I create a twisting pattern of colors. Uh, right. It basically just incapacitates anything. Let's see. Your kaleidoscope. Yeah, they do a, yeah, they do a wisdom saving throw, and I believe it's 13 for mine. All right, they fail. You're gonna, can you cast it on all of them? Yeah, on, anything that sees it. Anything that sees it, yeah. Okay, so the one closest to you fails. There are two more. Uh, they also fail, and then the creature passes. Okay. Oh, wait, I guess I have to do the children, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll do, uh, we'll do Tomo separately, and then do all the children okay. together. All right, Tomo fails, and the children also fail. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turn around and say, Tomo, come on. <laughs> Wait, Tomo failed, right? Yeah, he did. Okay, right. He's yeah. like on the ground. <laughs> His eyes convulsing. are just dilating yeah. and undilating over and over. <laughs> just imagine Hypnotoad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, then I start to approach the creature. The creature is going to lift itself up on its elbow. Okay. It's sort of staring into your eyes. All right. I look at whatever is staring at me because I'm not entirely <laughs> sure it has a head. Uh, it has sort of it has sort of this cloak like uh, silhouette. These two white dots. Very cool. <laughs> um, all right, I start to talk <laughs> you to, say him. That to him. <laughs> Very cool. I say, stepping out of the cage, <laughs> looking at the lifeless body of Tomo. Right. <laughs> Sweet action. <laughs> all right. That's our that's our like bad Japanese translation. <laughs> Sweet action. <laughs> Righteous. That's what happens whenever a, a battle starts. Sweet action. I'm trying to think of what like their different character stances be. I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. That'd be <laughs> cool though. Um, so I start to approach the creature and I, I'm talking like normal, and I say, "All right, I'm in kind of a weird situation for me where I feel like I, I get to decide what happens next. So I'm gonna ask you, ethereal creature that I know little to nothing about, what is this? What's going on? Because it seems pretty messed up, and right now I want to put a stop to it." Alright, the creature looks up at you, uh, and you hear this voice in your head. What would you pay for life? Nothing? I mean, we all get it, I guess. Uh, what do you mean? All I want is life. All I want well, is life. Well, you got one, and you get yours, you don't get anybody else's. So that's the thing about your question, it doesn't matter what you would pay, you still don't get it. Will you stop me? If you make me. Alright, I'd like you to roll initiative. Cyril, in rare form, remembers most of his modifiers. But Spencer does not, unfortunately. Sadly, he does not. Uh, 17. The creature is going to, again, lay on the ground, lay on his arm, and then he's going to move his pinky. And I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw. Now, here's the rub. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Are you rubbing? No, no. (laughs) I I rub Archie more. (laughs) Um, More? More. Boom, 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 boom. 16. With a 16, you are slung backwards. This Jeez. intense pain in your gut. And you're going to fly backwards and take 8 points of damage. Not good. Not great. So you fly back about 15 feet. How long does the uh, kaleidoscope last? One minute. I got, I got plenty of time. Alright, it is your turn. Okay, um, I'm going to cast Shatter okay. where the creature is. Alright, and you, you'd probably be able to hit. How, how long does it go? 15 feet? Is that right? Um, It was a... Yeah, I think it was like a 15 feet, not just diameter. That's like the radius of it, actually. Okay. So I think you can also hit two of the dust bunnies, if that won't take them out of there. It will, actually. Okay. So just hit them? Uh, It's 60 feet for the range and 10 foot radius. So yeah, um, just 20 feet all around. But I guess I'm just going to go for him for right now. All right. Do it. All right. What are you going to do? All right, shatter. Shatter. All right. Yeah. Uh, Constitution saving throw is what I'll have to do. 13 again. 
Uh, yes, I believe so. He fails. Very cool. He will take 3d8. That's 4, 8, and 7. 4, 8, and 7. So 12, 19 damage. Might be a serial all-time high. Shatter strikes him the noise. It sort of sends him rolling backwards. He's now on his face. Is he made out of anything? Like, is he like Golem-esque where he's made out of a material? Or is he organic? So as the sound strikes him, you see that part of his body disappears as the mist sort of diffuses. But then it it is sort of reformed from the rest of the mist. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I think I'll also, like, I don't know if I was knocked prone or anything like that, but I'm going to try to approach him again still. So I'm just trying to make my way to him. Um, give me a acrobatics check. Let's see what, how you landed when you were struck. It's a 16. So the strike to the gut sent you backwards and you were able to land on your feet and cast shatter. So you can, uh, run towards him. If you run, you can, you can make it all the way to him if that's what you'd like to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. So you land, cast shatter and run towards him. Is that going to be your turn? I'm yelling while I do it. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday, Monday, (laughs) MHS! That's my turn. Alright, the creature, he's going to turn his head violently towards you, and you see that the white dots have grown. I look away! (laughs) (laughs) You feel this sort of pulse hit through you, and it sort of knocks the feet out from under you, and you take 14 points of damage. That's not good! And your feet are sort of knocked out from underneath you. I guess give me an athletics check, I mean acrobatics. It's sort of this hard strike on your It's a 23. Alright, so you flip... You're able to sort of stumble onto your knees, but prevent yourself from going prone. And it is your turn. How much health do you have? 23, I believe. I never know, because Grayson has like a thousand, and Cecil has like two. (laughs) I believe with the most recent level, I hit, it's either 43 or 45, somewhere in there. So I'm going off 43. Gotcha. You hear that, everybody at home? You can make your own uh, serial character now. You know all of his numbers. (laughs) All one of them. Can you make it out of this scenario? Listeners at home may know more about Cyril than Cyril. <laughs> I know one listener that does. I do too. Um, I'm going to attack with my rapier. Uh, that is an 18. All right. You do strike it. So your rapier pierces into the mist. Yeah. It's almost as if the mist is sort of latching onto the rapier. It feels firm. Oof. How much damage uh, do you do? 11. That's the most damage my rapier can do. Nobody will ever believe it. Yep. <laughs> Gosh, guess what I did? <laughs> Shut up, kid. Dead up, kid. I gotta keep smoking. <laughs> I gotta hit my quota. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have hung out at the smoking factory. <laughs> we gotta it's blow. All, we gotta blow all this smoke into Dio's smoke machine. <laughs> this is a factory that produces like their the thing they produce is the smoke that comes out of the smokestacks. Right. Nobody told him that Dio passed that away either. Oh no! <laughs> that that hasn't gotten overseas yet. Where we where we import our smoke from? <laughs> um, uh, what are we doing? Yeah. Is it dead? Did I kill it? <laughs> it is not dead. It is sort. Of, you can see that it's sort of uh, writhing, but it is still moving, still living. All right. Um, and I believe you can attack twice. That's true. That's true. Uh, can I? So I assume I can move around this thing a little bit. Can I try to like, use my dagger to disconnect it from one of the children, or as many as you'll? Have me, I guess. Sure. All right, cool. What would you like me to roll for that? Athletics, acrobatics? Let's just do an attack roll. If you get a really good hit, it'll get a lot of them. Uh, that is a 23. All right. With a 23, you're able to slash your dagger and cut across three of the tentacles. Nice. Out of about how many? About eight. Okay, cool. Very so there, cool. There are about five remaining. Okay. And then I, like I do a uh, like end of the fight, kind of arms crossed, like, yeah. <laughs> Right. But it's not the end of the fight, it's just the end of my turn. Alright, the creature is going to attempt to grab you. So give me a strength check. Strength test! That's an 8. Alright, well he got a 9, so that's too bad for Ooh. you. I was pretty sure you are going to win that. <laughs> so he is going to grab you, and then he is going to attempt to... Uh, he wraps one of his hands around your body and one around your head, and he's going to attempt to crush your skull. Oh gosh, roll for skull? Like, what do, you, what do I do? Uh, yeah, what armor class does your skull have? I mean, I have a 17 across the board. So he is a he, he grabs your body with his long fingers and then wraps his hand around your head, sort of covering up your mouth and nose, and then he, you can feel the squeezing, but he is unable to get enough power to damage you. 
And it nice. is your turn. Uh, so I'm being grappled right now. Am I going to have to contest it to do anything else, I guess? You can attack. You can't move. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm just going to attack. And I'm going to try to kill two birds with one stone and attack the hand that like has me. Okay. Has my uh, skull, rather. That is a 21. All right. You are able to take your dagger, thrust it upwards into the wrist of the creature, and then you feel it release from your head. And that's five damage. You start to see that the mist is beginning to sort of pool and run away from him as he lies on the ground, but he is still moving. All right. Um, do I still have a little more movement to me now, or is that the end of my turn? Um, yeah, you can move now. You can also attack again. Okay, cool. Yeah, so since he, since you have gotten rid of one of the arms, it should be pretty easy to get away. Cool. I'm going to try and disconnect more kids, and that is a 17. All right, with a 17, you're able to disconnect two of them. A slice. All right, are you going to move? Do you want to stay near the creature? Yeah, I'll back off. That'd be smart. Do you want to head towards the children? Uh, the yes. hooked on children? Yes, 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 yeah. You're a smart one. Thank what, you. What do you think I should do? <laughs> give up. This guy's going to get you. I give up. <laughs> this guy's going to get me. Just end <laughs> it. All right. Since you're out of his reach, he's again going to stare at you. Now, hold on. You just honeypotted me. Honeypotted you? I honeyholed yeah. you? You honey, you game hold me. Game? I've got you right in the game hole. Right in the game hole. All right. Well, my guess would be crushing your head would probably be a you lot worse than... You couldn't do it. Well, you got a tough head. All right. Well, he misses anyways. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Hi there. I'm a child of the internet. Let me just <laughs> complain about the thing you're not going to be able to do. <laughs> All right. He, he stares at you, but he is very weak. He's unable to harm you. He's sort of start. He's starting to claw his way towards you or attempt to, but he is actually unable to move. It's your turn. We can be done with this whole thing. Like, this can be over. Just let me leave. Let these kids leave. And this can be it. All right. As you speak, he continues to grind his long fingers into the ground as he crawls towards you. Just, why Why do you want to go out like this? Like, you are doing this. You understand that, right? And he continues to crawl. At least tell me what you are. What all this is. He does not speak. All right. Um, I, because I'm close to the kids, uh, I attack to disconnect the last two kids. Three. The last three, darn it. That's <laughs> 19. All right. You're able to disconnect two of them with that strike. Okay. Um, and then I throw a dagger at the guy. That's a natural 20. And it's five damage. Oh, and then crit. So. Tell me one more D4. One more D4. That's my campaign slogan. That's a three, so eight total. You slice the two tentacle-like appendages, and free two of the children, and then you're going to throw a dagger, which lands, sinks into the head of the creature, and then as you do, this mist dissipates, and then you see, lying on the ground, a woman with a dagger stuck in her head. Uh, she's very uh. plainly dressed, and then you see these two slits appear, in much like the, the slits that took Grayson and Cecil away, sort of appear in reality. And then quickly, these two beetles scurry out of these slits and over to the creature, or the woman. They look over the creature, examining with their many hands and mandibles, and then they speak to each other in this strange, guttural language. It sort of almost sounds like just uh, not speech as much as just noises, like stones being ground together. Uh, they speak for a moment, and then a large blinking antenna appears above one of the beetles' heads. Oh, gosh. And then they scurry back into these slits and disappear. The children... I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to... Well, I, whenever you're done or when I can, I'm going to run over to her. Okay. Yeah, the children uh, gather around you and the and the woman. Do I recognize her at all? You do not. All right. I kind of try to prop her up a little bit, get a look at her face. Like, it, she's she's gone, huh? Uh, she is. She okay. appears to, to be dead. Uh, the way she's dressed is very strange. It's not like people that dress in modern times. It looks like it may have been... From another time period, almost. Okay, I'm gonna check on the kids. You, especially the one that's still connected by the <laughs> right, yeah. That that child is sort of sitting up, confused. The others are lifting it up. Uh, most of the children seem mostly unharmed, nothing fatal. Uh, and you hear a voice behind you, "Salo." Right, I turn around. Okay, you turn around and you see there are two dozen golden knights behind a barricade, and they are sort of slowly lowering their crossbows. Behind them, you see Vanessa and Gracie. And then you see all of the children that are standing next to you. Gracie's holding up this little toy dinosaur. You want to play? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. The end.
All right, that was a lot of fun. How, how did you like it, Spencer? I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, me too. And we we don't even really need anybody else. I think Quest for Just Us <laughs> is going to be a great show. Quest for Friendship. Let's call it that. <laughs> quest for Without Those Losers. Yeah, Quest for uh, Good Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> there's not, there's not a word for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your secret winner this week, Spencer? Uh, my secret winner is... John Beetleman's brothers, Goodman and Knoxville. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, Goodman just, and just Knoxville. Yeah. Not Goodman Beetleman. That's Goodman Beetleman and Knoxville Beetleman. <laughs> John's brothers. Dang it, just get the joke, everybody. Uh, <laughs> just get it already. They were they were real good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they were the highlight of the episode for this, <laughs> that second. I did not just want to make a stupid John joke. They were great. <laughs> and my secret password is poopa between the toes. <laughs> poopa between the toes. Uh, my secret winner this week is a combination of uh, Cecil Oakleaf and David, who both had no choice as to what they were doing this episode. <laughs> but unfortunately, gnomes live like forever, so he he probably wouldn't be dead. Yeah, and he'd really been working at his upper body. So, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. so he could really lasso those kids around. <laughs> he lost his legs at, at the end of season 19. And so to get around, he used his children as propellers. <laughs> right. Like tails. Right. <laughs> Just like tails. <laughs> Just like tails. In season 19 of Sonic. My secret password is bring back Brian Dunkelman. Huh? You might know that. Anybody? No. That was the guy most, that was most on Most of your uh, good secret passwords are, like, references that Bobby and David really get. <laughs> <laughs> the Brian Duckelman is the guy that hosted American Idol with Ryan Seacrest for, like, the first season. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I never knew there was anyone else other yeah, than he, he, Seacrest. He disappeared pretty quickly. He dunked out. He, he Brian dunked out. That's why, they, that's, that's why that, that phrase, dunked out, came from. Exactly. <laughs> you know that one that people always use? That one. <laughs> when you're dunking out of a party. Oh, I dunked right out. <laughs> Yeah, good epi, Caleb. Thanks. Um, if you want to tell us how good our epi was, you can get a hold of us on Facebook. On Twitter, we're at quest for ad Our website is quest-forward-adventure.com. You can email us at thequestforadventure at yahoo.com. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. And the best way that you guys can help us out is to spread spread the love of the show. If you love the show, spread it. Just spread it open. Spread don't, yeah. spread wide. Don't dunk out of telling your friends about this podcast. Don't don't be a dunkleman. Come <laughs> don't on, guys. Don't be a Brian dunkleman. And a great way to do that, probably the best way to do that, is to give us a review on iTunes. Spencer, yeah. Let's say that I'm a, I'm your friend. Let's say that it's not true. We, we can imagine. Yeah. Not not yet. One quest for friendship is finished. Maybe. This is a high fantasy podcast. I think that's <laughs> within can, the realm. Who knows of, what could happen? Dragons yeah. are real. Demon men. We can be friends. We're in a very imagination-positive space. <laughs> Pretend that I am your friend that doesn't... He doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm, I'm gonna... I'm, I approach you, all right? I'm wearing my uh, Genko jeans and my uh, Zubas. Are we pretending that you're someone else? Because you're just wearing normal clothes. <laughs> oh, hey, Spencer. I'm so bored. That's Bill Quickfeed. <laughs> it's just yeah, Bill Quickfeed. that is. It's, it's good, though. <laughs> hey, Bill. I've never met you in real life. Bill, have you listened to the podcast... What's a podcast? What's well, a podcast with you? See you next week, everybody. No, <laughs> it's thriller now for some reason. That's how easy uh, it is. That is really good. No, I would say, hey, buddy, I'm not that great about telling people genuine things in life that I'd like them to do, but you seem pretty cool. Do you like to listen to hour long bits of audio? Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. I was just getting some. Pogs out of my ruse. Oh, great, 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 great. <laughs> Just slamming some pogs. <laughs> well, whenever you're done with all that sweet, sweet slamming, um, if you want to listen to a, a podcast for four, usually four, yeah, cool guys have D&D fun times, then you should definitely check out Quest for Adventure. We've got a lot of great reviews and a lot of great stuff. It's just a great time, and this season is more episodic than before, so you can just like hop in and just listen to some epies. It's true. It's yeah. specifically designed that way. It's smart. It's, again, kid tested, mom approved. Yeah, Bill left, Which seems a way. little irresponsible. He left as soon honestly. as you started talking. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Classic Lost Bill. Him. Classic real life Bill. Yeah, but I just couldn't, I saw him leave, but I could not stop talking. I committed <laughs> too hard to still be 
talking. So that's what you can do with your real life friends. Like we have a real life friend, Bill. Yes. I think we're out of material. I think we have. I think to, we started we that leave. way. We, have we started to leave that right way now. and just went. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was fun. Yeah, I had a I lot had, of fun had a good too. Time. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you had as much fun as we did, or more even. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be great. Do that. Uh-huh. Do that. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Good rubbing. Yeah. I'm just stoked. <laughs> Ready to go. I gotta. I gotta. Man, my game hole's prepped. <laughs> Your game hole's prepped. Well, you you better get it prepped because next week David and Bobby will be back to fill our game holes. Thank goodness. So we'll have a <laughs> no. full a full adventure of game holes. <laughs> what a bunch of game holes. <laughs> I'm surrounded by game holes. Baseballs, that's topical. All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Dunbro screen. You uh, you <laughs> <laughs> the blue Dunbro screen. Sorry, fam. <laughs>